I don't know what God has in store for you in 2018. But one thing I know is that God is a good God. That God is a wonderful Father. He's a good, good Father. And I can go into 2018 knowing that he loves me. And he has a wonderful plan for me. I know he has a wonderful plan for you. Somehow, we have a tendency to just put God's plan to the side and try to use ours. Many of us use God as a spare tie. The only time I need him is when I'm in trouble. If I don't need him, I don't want him to be around. Just put him to the side somewhere. And then when I get in trouble, I want to make sure... uh, that he is around. Sometimes the God you create is a God of spare tire. And because you have not really taken care of that, you have not really had relationship with that tire. It's way in the back. When you need it, it may be flat. And you have to be very careful that you are in tune with God 365 days in 2018. Are you with me this morning? Amen. So we're going to take a journey. Now, actually, the the topic is how to live a successful life in 2018. But the more I think about it, the more I say that maybe the title should have been How to live a successful Christian life in 2018. But I didn't want to exclude any one of you. So I took the word Christian out. But my position though is this. I truly believe, don't say you're just, you know, full of yourself and all that. But I really truly believe this. That you cannot begin to live any successful life until you have been reconciled with God. You cannot live a successful life in 2018 until you have been reconciled with God. I'm not saying you may not make a, you may make a lot of money. You may increase your circle of friendship. Your health may be great and wonderful and flying in the sky. You may even buy three homes in 2018. You may graduate with your PhD, your MA, your BS and everything. But, well, I made it the, the good way. but I'm saying that if you have not been reconciled with your God your creator your sustainer you are still wandering in the world of darkness 
And the only way that you can come back to him, the only way that today this message can apply to you is for you to think of this. God loves you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what people say about you. God is the creator. God is the sustainer. And he is the only one that you have to answer to. He's the one who created you in his image. He's the one who brought you into the world. He is the one who's going to take you out of the world. So everything relates back to God. And this God that we're talking about, the Bible says he is holy, he is just, he is merciful, he is mighty, he is really good. But man is separated from him. When God created man, he looked at him and said, he is good. And when God created woman and uh, God saw that Adam was not complete. Let me create somebody that's going to be next to you and is going to be making life wonderful. Amen. Make life wonderful for you. And God created the woman and brought it to man to name the woman and Adam looked at the creation and said, wow, man. (laughs) Now you know how you got your name. But man went away from the law that God had given him. And because of going away from the law God had given him, there was a separation between him and God. And man knew that right away. That was why he was hiding from God. But since that Adam and Eve experienced, God is still seeking man. God is not saying, no, I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. But he said, I'm going to make a way so that the sin and the darkness and the creation and the separation that's between us is going to be brought back again. I will do it through a man named Jesus. Now, it's really interesting for us to know because I don't want to go deep into it. Dick and Allen read that passage already today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life, and that light was the light of men. And that light shines in darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. The man Jesus, he became flesh and he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. God made it so that he can come himself. And bring us back to himself. God loves you so much that he has done everything possible for you to come back to him. Why don't you want to come back? Why don't you want to come back to God? You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to scratch yourself with bottles and 
blood coming out. You don't have to do anything to merit fellowship with God because he has provided the way himself. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's very simple. God said, you can come back to me. And I hope that when you think about it today, you want to come back to him. Because without him, you cannot have any success in 2018. You'll just be going around, going around, going around. So I hope that today, you can say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for coming down to earth to die for my sin. In order that I can be reconciled back to my creator. That's all you have to do. Now for those of you who have accepted Christ, even those who just did today, now you can listen to me. If you want to live a successful life in 2018, God has given you the recipe. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart in 2018. And lean not on your own understanding in 2018. In all your ways in 2018, submit to him. And he, in 2018, will make your paths straight. Are you listening to me? So, this passage in Proverbs 3, if you want to be successful in 2018, you have to do one thing. Well, actually, you have to do three things. But the one thing that I want you to have in your mind, because it's going to color everything I'm going to say today, is captured in two very simple words. Trust God. Trust God. But let me try to break it down a little bit is that I want us to look at it in three segments. Number one, trust in God. Number two, don't trust on your own ability. And number three, submit to God in everything. So the first thing is, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out your own understanding. Two important words, trust God. Trust means to depend on, to rely on, to lean on, to be confident in, to have confidence in him, to rely on him 100% of the time.
And since you cannot trust a person more than you know him, you have to know God. That's why I gave you, just in case you're still sitting on the fence, I gave you what it takes for you to know God. But of course, knowing him at the beginning means you got to know him more and more and more and more and more. Let me tell you something. Our freedom knows me better than anybody in my own family. I'm talking about people who were there when I was born. My brothers, my sisters, my nieces, my nephew, all those who have known me uh, at least for 10, 20 years. Some have known me for 60-something years. I'm not going to tell you how how much 60. It's really interesting. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to be happy about it or or I'm supposed to be. I don't know what. I I went to uh, Trader Joe's, not Trader Joe's, uh, Petaluma, Petaluma Market. And the guy just automatically gave me senior discount. (laughs) Thank you, Dennis. (laughs) Trust in the Lord. You have to know him to trust him. Let let me share this with you. Many of you who know my son, Shola, knows that he is chicken. (laughs) I mean, Shola cannot stand any movement. Whether it be merry-go-round, some of you that went to uh, him with him know that. He'll be screaming like... uh, he can't go way down, but, but I remember one day when he was a, a, a little boy, I came home from school, and I picked him up, and I knew from experience that he doesn't like height. So I picked him up, I threw him up, I caught him. I was expecting him to cry or scream. And he looked at me and said, Daddy, do it again. (laughs) And I'm going, okay, boom, boom, do it again. (laughs) And and I'm saying, this is not Shalal. Yeah, go, boom, boom, do it again, Daddy. Because he had trust in me. Because he knew it doesn't matter how high I threw him. Daddy was going to be there to catch him again. When you trust in God, you rely upon him. You trust him totally. You just say, Lord, do it again. Any experience you go, you're taking me through in 2018, I know that you have good for me. And you're going to catch me. Why do you need to trust God? Trust God. I'm not going to be long. 
Why do you need to trust God? Trust God because he is omnipotent. Woo! I can preach on that for seven years. For those of you who don't know what that means, it means he is all-powerful. He has the power that is greater than any power you've ever known. He is God by himself. He has all power. There is nothing too small for him. There is nothing too big for him. There is absolutely nothing that is impossible for our God to do. Just saying it is not enough. You've got to believe it. And you've got to live by it. Knowing that God is powerful enough to catch you, it doesn't matter what you're going through, God is there with you. Amen. When people around you are frowning and getting ready to cry, you've got to say, I have a God. I have a God that is going to carry me. When I fall, he will pick me up. When I'm tired, he will give me strength. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. How powerful is he? He just said, let there be. <laughs> well, well, some of you say, well, that was long time ago. Well, you know, he did it by process of evolution or something in the past. Let me tell you what he did when he was in Jerusalem. He was on a sea. And the rough storm came and it, to the point where his disciples were, oh, Lord, we're going to die. We're going to die. And they woke him. He was asleep. They woke Master, don't you care we're going to perish? Looked at him. Be still. Do you know what God was talking about? He didn't do it. It's, this is not something secret that he did. It was something that he did in the open. That's how powerful our God is. I don't care what you're going through right now. Know in 2018, the power of God will do anything for you beyond your imagination. Why should you t- trust him? He's omnipresent. There's actually nowhere you're going to go that God is not. Amen. Even when you're doing that bad thing, that bad thing you're doing, he's right there. Amen. Don't think, well, you know, I remember when I was uh, preaching in Canada. I was a young pastor. Well, I wasn't a pastor. I was assistant pastor. My pastor was on vacation, and he put me in charge, and we were getting ready. I was coming from school. I didn't have good transportation. I was late for service and people were standing outside talking and I came in and I said, okay, come on, let's go in. And one of the Dickens, Dickie McKenzie, stood behind and he was trying to finish his cigarette. I said, Dickie McKenzie, let's go in. He said, I said, bring it in. Bring it in, sir. He said, this young Bible college student doesn't know what he's doing, asking me to bring cigarette in the, in, in the church. 
I said, bring it in. He said, he's kept doing this. I said, bring it in. I said, God is in your body. What's the difference between your body is actually the temple of God? Why you think smoking God out of your body is a less thing than bringing it in this church? God is everywhere. It's with you when you think he is not. So there is actually nowhere you're going to go, Josh, when you're in China, God is there. When you're in Italy, God is there. When you're in France, he is there. When you go to Africa, he is there. God is everywhere. Would you rather trust someone who is everywhere or trust in somebody who is limited by space? Amen. How many of you here have doctors? Do you know where they are now? They're not with you. If anything medical happened to you right now, you are in trouble. If you trust in your doctor, who cannot be everywhere at the same time, you better put your trust in God, who is everywhere at the same time. Well, let, let, me, let me hurry up. He's omniscient. Somebody said he's omniscience. <laughs> Amen. He knows everything. God doesn't have to go into a textbook to find out what disease you have. Sometimes you wonder why your doctor, why it takes so long for your doctor to meet you. Because they're reading up. God doesn't have to read up on what's going on with you. He knows everything about you. Before you tell him, he already knows you're going. How many of you would be shocked? You walked in to your doctor. He hasn't even had a blood test or anything. And you walked in and you know you're having pain in your neck. And you walked in and he said, oh, don't worry about the pain in your neck. You haven't said a word to him. How many of your doctors can do that? My God, he knows everything about you. Before you tell him, before you get, get down in prayer to tell him, he already knows. And do you know also why you need to trust God? He has good track record. Amen. Amen. That was a man named Job. I wish I had time to tell you about him. This man, everything happened to him. His house, his money, his children, everything gone. But you know what he said because he knew God? He said, even though he slay me, yet will I do what? Trust him. I will trust him. You know a man named Moses? God has good track record Amen. Uh, and, and, I, and I want to tell you that if you just look at what God has laid down, what he has done, I don't know why in the world we worry about everything and we don't put a trust in this God who has done it before. 
and he will do it again. Put your trust in God. And the, the scripture is very clear. Okay, I'm getting to the end of my message. He said, trust in the Lord. He didn't say with half of your heart. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Don't do a half-hearted. Some of us are Christians when it's convenient. At this side, yeah, pastor, I'll do this. Pastor, I'll do this. Oh, this one, don't touch it. My heart is in the corner. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, let dwell in completely. Come in completely. God doesn't want a yo-yo person in 2018. Oh, today God is good. Tomorrow, oh. Oh, God is mighty. Oh. Oh, yeah, I love him, I love him, I love him. Oh, no, not today. You can tell sometimes when you look at our church and the attendance, we have a lot of yo-yo followers of Jesus. No half trust. Don't just trust him when it is convenient for you. He said also, do not lean on your own understanding. The, the positive side for 19, 2018 is trust in the Lord. The negative is don't trust in your own ability. Don't base your life on how much knowledge and ability you have. Don't base your life now on your doctor, your lawyer. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to trust the people that we can see and we can feel. Whenever you lean on your own understanding, you know, when you have pain. I'm, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. When, whenever we have pain, you don't think, God, please help me. I need to make an appointment to see my doctor. Amen. Whenever you feel lonely, if you are a man, you say, I need a woman. If you are a woman that's alone, you need a man. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that whenever you feel your loneliness, and your emptiness with people around you, it doesn't matter who they are, it's going to be a temporary fulfillment. It will not last.
Leaning on your own understanding doesn't just mean that your knowledge and your ability. It means the way you treat God also. Instead of going to God first, you go to somebody else. Now, I, your pastor is a good pastor. Don't, don't get me wrong. But if your pastor is the first person you approach before you approach God, you're already in trouble. Lean not to your own understanding. It means that in 2018, first and foremost, you will be a man and woman of prayer. Amen. They give you that thing, right? You all have it. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. The problem with us many times is we're seeking other people's faces. Yeah. We're seeking other people's faces. To feel a need that God can feel for you if you just wait on him. Wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Lean on God. Don't lean on people. I remember when I wanted to when I wanted to propose to Frida and I had a meeting with Pastor Small. I won't tell you the whole thing about but one of the things Pastor Small told me is give her her time. There are times that you need to give her her time to be alone with her God and to seek his face. I'm a good husband. In fact, let me, let me change that. I'm an excellent husband. <laughs> But Frida does not get her joy from me. She gets her joy from spending time with God. Seeking God's face. Psalm 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take the light in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Did you see that? Verse, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Man. Don't try going everywhere to find your, your, your desires. Find it in God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When you lean on people to get you through, you are not leaning on God. Mrs. Sharp, I know you can 
identify with this. When you lean on people, people will be away on vacation. Amen? Even your family, they'll be too busy to see you. But in your hour of need, if you lean on God, you seek his face, God is never on vacation. God is never too busy. He will be there with you. He will fulfill all your needs. In 2018, if you want to make it a successful year for you as a Christian, submit to God in everything. And see how successful you're going to be. And by the way, let me, let me remind you that if you trust in God, if you rely on God, if your source of companionship is from God, if your source of happiness is from God, if your source of joy is from God, nobody can claim your success. Nobody can say, I'm responsible for her happiness. I'm responsible for her joy. I'm Don't seek your joy in people. Seek it in God. And you have to learn to know that God keeps his promises. Let, let, me, let me end with this story. Most of you know that our son Josh is now a prolific professional basketball player. But you wouldn't know how he started. Actually, he started by loving football. He didn't like basketball. He didn't play any professional basketball until junior, right? In high school. Except for the one in, my, in our backyard. And I have pictures to prove it. In fact, I think the high school coach said, how could you be this? You can't do this, you can't do that. But the one thing we knew is that we gave him all that he needed to know God and to trust God. And I can remember how very confident he was, even sometimes maybe close to being cocky. I think his mom said one day, if you're not careful, you're going to be working for uh, Burger King. He used to love Burger King like crazy. And I can remember his reply right away. No, I'm not going to work for Burger King. I'm going to own Burger King. <laughs> but you know, because he had so good high school basketball history, UCLA came, St. Mary's came, uh, USC came. It's a school in Idaho. And they all had, you know, they all knew right away. They've done research. They know I'm a preacher. All those heathen coaches coming. <laughs> 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 he 
Immediately they got in my room, they were quoting the Bible. But there was one, though, that I knew without a doubt, he knew Christ. Coach Tony Bennett. He came in. And after they made their presentation, Josh called me in the room. He said, Dad, I'm going to go with him. I said, okay. Well, you know, because I, I couldn't question his decision because I knew that he had a relationship with Jesus. To make a long story a little bit longer, uh, he finished his career at Washington State University for two years with all the persecution. They didn't give him enough time uh, to play, but the little time they gave him, he was the leading scorer on that team. But other schools were waiting for him. St. Mary's was begging him to come. They found a little small school in Southern California called Cal State Fullerton. And he went there. And if you go to Cal State Fullerton Fullerton today, you will see his jersey has been retired. His jersey will be there forever. Because of the amazing thing he did in the NAAC. Uh, and <laughs> NCAA <laughs> tournament in Nebraska. I'm telling you, I was there. And uh, the, the team that was opposing them, uh, W, what's there? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, the shortest man on Wisconsin was 6'5". It was like David among Goliath. I still have the tape of that game. The announcers were just beside themselves. They said, who is this short man? And he put 33 points on Wisconsin. Now, now I tell you this. I'm, I'm going somewhere. It was time uh, for the NBA re- uh, draft. Thank you. I was going to say recruit, but whatever. We got him a well-known agent. We interviewed the agent. We thought the agent was going to be serious about marketing him. Do you know why we we thought that? The agent told us when we were meeting with him, he said, Joshua doesn't need anything. He already showed what he can do. That was a mistake. Now, Joshua was a roommate of Steph Curry at Paul Pierce camp to the point that everybody respected him. The attention was placed on him. But he's a short man. And they always look at him because of his height and say he's going to be a defensive liability. Of course, you know he's short because he got it from me. (laughs) 
But I tell you, one thing we kept telling George, trust God. Trust God. All of the people that were drafted ahead of him, many of them are not even in basketball anymore. Some of them are in Timbuk 3 somewhere playing. He has played in the NBA for two teams. And he has had a steady job since his first year in that cold region. A steady job making good money. Taking care of his family. And I'm not just talking about Anna and uh, Jojo and Rara. I'm talking about his family. Because God has given him a generous heart. Why? Because we told him, put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It may be hard right now. You may think, well, they're all getting this. Okay. Some of them, you know, the guy they put, the the guy that was they were supposed to give the position to Josh, but because uh, Cleveland or was it Lakers, they wanted uh, this Nike uh, contract. They picked that guy, this guy from Africa. Nobody knew him. He didn't play one day. But God showed his faithfulness to him. When you, when you depend on people, you try to make it, try to beg people to help. When you beg people, when you get success, people are going to say, it's because of me. Even in relationship, if you depend on somebody and not depending on God, very soon you are going to regret it. In 2018, I'm asking you, remember, God is a promise keeper. And his promises to you are true. What did he say? I will make your path straight. I will make it good for you. I will make it wonderful for you. Even when you're sad, people, even when something bad is happening around you, people will say, where do you get this joy? Amen. Where do you get this joy? Amen. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it to me. The world cannot take it away. This joy that I have, sickness didn't give it to me. Sickness will not take it away. This joy that I have, my job didn't give it to me, and my job will not take it away. This joy that I have, my neighbors didn't give it to me, and my neighbors will not take it away. This joy that I have, food didn't give it to me, and it will not take it away. This joy that I have is rooted, rooted in the love and kindness and mercy and grace 
of the Almighty God. Amen. In 2018, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Happy New Year.